We have a special guest, as we always do. Uh, we Can't try to say, bring. Yeah, we we don't always have a special. Eight guest. out of ten, we have special guests. Eight out of ten, we do have special uh, guests. We we like entertaining you guys uh, through your auditory holes. Uh, That's nasty. We have. Uh, we actually have a professional at entertaining people through their auditory holes. Oh, I would um, say that. So as well. Who yeah. you be? What you do? Give us a. Give us a quick introduction. <laughs> Hi, Charlie. What's your name? <laughs> Hello, this is Charlie. Hey. Yay. I'm hey. from Singapore and thanks for having me. Oh my goodness. We seem to be doing a Singaporean cycle. Okay, so really. no joke, right? Three weeks in a row, we've had Singaporean guests. Mm. This is uh, Charlie's the Charlie's the return of the king. If you think of Herzi as the fellowship, <laughs> Ben's the two okay. towers. Uh, Charlie is the return of the king. Congrats, Charlie. You you ended the- Third, third um, time's a charm. That time's a job. So any Singaporean that comes after this, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, we don't really no care. Yeah. We don't really care. Yeah, this is done. Yeah, oh my goodness. Done. Oh my Today goodness. we have the extraordinary Charlie Lim. Oh my goodness. Um, Charlie is a... Fill in the blanks. Charlie is a... Singer, songwriter. I'm gonna, I'm gonna there bl- we go. Yeah, you wanna t- tell anyone else who, what you are? <laughs> for everyone who's listening for the first time uh, and you have no idea what's going on, it's cool. Uh, we've just got an amazing musician with us. Charlie is all the way from Singapore. He is the godfather of music in Singapore. I'm just oh. kidding. I'm ah, not kidding. That, that, yeah, it just shows my age. Okay. Oh, no, no, no. Maybe. Charlie no, no, no. is young. Uh, but really, like <laughs> he's heart. a singer, songwriter, producer. Uh, I would also say he's also sometimes a model. For uh, certain no, brands. Huh? Don't, don't think so. No, no. no. You know, don't think you know I qualify when, at all for You that know when category. you're growing up in high school uh, and then there's always this one guy that you would check your homework with uh, before you pass it up to the teacher. Um, that was my impression of Charlie when it came to the music scene. Because <laughs> all the musicians talked about you and yeah, dude, they had to get like- No uh, joke. They had to like go through you like, hey, I need Charlie to check my homework before <laughs> yeah. I hand it up to the teacher. Yeah. Right. So no, I, I think we, we uh, so Ming and myself, we, we've, we've met a lot of- um, uh, we have a lot of Singaporean friends, right? And a lot mm. of them are in the music scene as well. And everyone, uh, I feel like God was playing a trick on us when we met everyone except Charlie uh, to a point where we're just like, oh yeah, you guys got to meet Charlie. He's not a cool dude. It's like, oh, he's hiding. Where's this naughty boy? Where is this? Where's this naughty boy? And finally, actual excerpt from, uh, actual dialogue that happened. Yes. Where's this naughty boy? Where's Where this naughty boy? But well, we finally have him in KL, Malaysia. He just finished uh, playing over the weekend at Urbanscape. So if you guys were there as well and you like his set, please check him out. Charlie's in the studio today to talk about some childhood trauma. <laughs> no, yeah. no, I highly doubt we, so. We might get into that, we don't know. Reason for doing music. Oh, yeah, let's, actually, actually, yeah. Yeah, let's dive let's, into that are you, wait, are you a full-blown Singaporean? Born and bred? Not really, yeah. Were you born in Bhutan? and flown over. <laughs> no, no. I, was, I mean, I, I did live overseas for like a third of my life. Oh, where? Yeah, so my family lives in Melbourne, Australia. Oh. Yeah, so I left after uh, sec two. Okay. And I, yeah, I did like about seven and a half years. Yeah, of school and uni. 
in Melbourne. You see, I did yeah. seven and a half years of jail. Like, jail. It, seems, <laughs> it was slowly leading up to like, where did you go? Okay, no, no, so no. You, you were in Melbourne for like yes. seven years yeah. and back to Singapore. Mm-hmm. Like why, why did you decide to go back to Singapore? Yeah, funny, right? Like, I think- You had I everything moved, in Melbourne. I moved to Melbourne uh, with the intention to like, yeah, do something that is, you know, allow, I, I couldn't do in Singapore. And then that right. was music. Like I could right. do music as a subject in Melbourne. Right. Uh, and back then I wasn't really singing so much, uh, let alone writing songs. Mm-hmm. Um, so what actually were you doing there? <laughs> I, I, one I went, writing songs, one writing, one singing. I just wanted to, I don't know, maybe either do journalism or oh. or even like, like medicine. Wait, what did you study? Oh, no, no. I said when I went there, I was like, you know, after sec two, so it's just okay. like high school. Ah, yeah. okay, okay. So this but was pre college. Yeah, well, I guess they call it college, but I don't know. It's it's all kind of the same. Right, you call thing. it waste of time, right? So exactly, <laughs> right? So yeah. okay, <laughs> but uh, but basically, they allowed uh, you know, us to do music as a nice. as a subject, right? In there, right. and they was like, okay, this you know, I don't mind giving it a shot. Mm. And then uh, I think I like performed in front of the school with. Uh, like one of my classmates who is now my bass player for Ooh. more than 10 years. Yeah. Ooh, shout out. And back then he was still playing the saxophone, which is Ooh, hilarious. Sorry, what? what is yeah, Naughty yeah, Boys yeah. from Singapore, Naughty man? Boys. <laughs> okay. It's a new band. Yeah, yeah, Naughty Boys. N-O-T-T-I. <laughs> yes. B-O-I-S. Yeah. Oh, and then, and then from there you're just like, oh, we are not Yeah, I sang, I think like singing in front of like an Angmoor audience. Yeah, yeah. Like, it was like, oh, Maybe, and they do like what I do. So like, okay, this, this is, is nice. interesting. Like I'm a Chinese. Yeah, I remember singing like Autumn Leaves, which is like a jazz kind of ballad tune. Oh my tune. goodness, wow. And um, yeah, for me it was like, oh, okay. I'm like this Chinese boy, you know, like in front of a international crowd, mm, I guess, and they right. like what I, I, I'm doing. Right. And uh, yeah, so that kind of snowballed. I, uh, then I did the, like the A-level equivalent right. of music performance. And then I, I somehow managed to, to get into this program called like Top X, which is like the kind of top of the state in Australia. Top the, X. Well- You say it so casually, Charlie. I, I do because like, there were some really amazing like jazz musicians there. Yeah, and yeah. like, all I did was, you know, play kind of pop rock tunes right. with my band. And, um, right. but that was like a, you know, really good exposure and probably just like, gave me all these delusions of grandeur. They're like, oh yes, I can do music now. <laughs> yeah. It's settled. Like I don't yeah. have to do everything else. So I dropped all my sciences. Right. I did Perfect. like one math subject and all I studied was like philosophy, uh, theology, English, and and the rest was it. And the rest of it was just music. A and, yeah. random and, mix. and for a Singaporean, that's basically crime, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah pretty you much. You, get, you can't drop sciences. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Let, alone, let alone study philosophy and theology yeah. and music. Something, wow. uh, three things that Singaporeans don't believe in. Basically. <laughs> exactly. I, I won't say that. Hey, I'm sorry, Singapore. I love you. Much so, love, Singapore. So you came back. I, I think we're just so pragmatic, right? right? That, like these, yeah. But then again, things are changing now. Mm. I think back in, Back in the day, yeah. like how how old was I? Yeah, oh, like no. Ten years ago, or whatever. Oh, right, right. Twelve, twelve years ago. Yeah, that was unheard of. It was a very different scene in Singapore ten years ago. Yes, definitely. Uh, I I think I I noticed because I think the only few people like I remember seeing out of Singapore ten years ago was Sugar Shay mm. and Lion ten City Boy, ago. right? Like no one else kind of existed back then, right? What lah? Like you ooh, know, where's he? <laughs> Like yeah, in the music, they in the the music scene. Yeah, in the music yeah. scene. I mean, there, there are a lot of like- Fei Wong. Alternative she, she bands. Is Singapore. She's not Singaporean. Right. Yeah. She's not Singaporean. JJ Lin. 
JJ yeah, Lin. Yeah. What a naughty boy that one. Naughty boy. Okay. So, <laughs> let's just get back to this. This Sorry, is so weird. <laughs> so you went, you, you came back to Singapore for greener pastures. Well, why not, did you go back really. to Singapore? So, so I was finishing uni. Right. I did like, okay, okay. So, so in between my stint in Melbourne, I had to come back for, okay, let's go. You're good? Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Yeah, so in between my stint in Melbourne, I had to come back for like national service. Mm. But, uh. but I got to serve in the music and drama company. Mm. I was Cesare's predecessor, Ooh. believe it or not. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay, so, okay. So, uh, I left and then he became like the, the singer, the front right. man of the, the band. Right, right. Um, but yeah, but that, I was doing that for the, the, you know, the two years there, mm. um, which was interesting experience. Um, and then? Yeah, it was just really like, so, so that made me almost want to quit music as well. Yeah, yeah, because because <laughs> oh okay. you know coming the army. Well, just because just coming from like I mean Melbourne, Melbourne. It's like oh yeah, it's you know really exciting. I can do this for sure. The beautiful back. supportive nature of the Angmos. Yeah, right? well, just Make, like the arts in general, yeah. and coming back to like the harsh reality of like yeah, you just this is what you need to do. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Of all places you were singing in in a military setting. Yeah, yeah. it was a really good experience, but I just like I think I just couldn't find my own voice. Right, you know, um, right. but it was a, you know, I, I learned a lot. You basically, had to be your own roadie, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. So it was great. Um, It'll be your own it, bouncer, everything, like Basically, but I think what really pushed me was because um, uh, after, um, you know, after work, I would go intern for like the music, this this music producer slash director, uh, and he does all the like national day parades and stuff. Right. Okay, um, so quite big scale. Wow. So the first day I was just thrown to his like studio basement. You know, and um, right. never used a Mac before in my life. And he's like, "Yeah, go figure this out. I'm gonna go play soccer. You come back. I'm, you know, I want to see all this done." Are you serious? Yeah. And, oh wow. And like, for me, that was incredibly overwhelming. And just seeing how hard he worked, because this guy is like a doctor in the day, and at night he just does music at such a high level. It just blew my mind, and just it was just so overwhelming mm. and intimidating. And I was like, man. I don't think I have what it takes to, to be a musician. Oh, wow. You know, obviously you don't have to do everything. You know, I, I imagine like I thought I had to do all of these things in order to, to be, you know, successful right. in, in quotation marks. Right. Um, yeah, so, so after a while I was like, oh man, I, I don't know if I can keep up with this music thing. Right. Um, so I went to uni, but went back to, to Melbourne right. to be with my family. Ran back I, to the Yangmo. <laughs> right. uh, for, yeah, maybe. Just a white bread. Yeah. What a naughty boy. Naughty boy. <laughs> uh, I, uh, yeah, and then I just decided to do arts and music. And then yeah. I think that's in the army, like towards the end of it, I started writing tunes. And because I, I didn't put that expectation of myself anymore to like, okay, maybe I have to do music full time. Right, I'll right. keep yeah. my options open. And I think when... I took some of that pressure off myself. I just happens, started writing right? again. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, one thing led to another again, you know, it's like I've been pulled along, like, yeah. you know, mm. I, I, I find so much of what I do today. It's not by choice. Mm. It sounds really like silly, but I, yeah, like it's like a calling, Yeah, like opportunities just I love come that, about yeah. and you just grab them and you roll with them and you try to learn as, as much as you can. So I went back to Melbourne. Finished, did like yeah. four years of uni and by the third and fourth year I was highly in class because I was just busy recording my my own stuff and doing my own thing um, which is you know I was, a, I was a terrible student but because right. I'm Asian I can pass you know yeah. I can sit exams it's built into the system dude yeah you know yeah. Uh, but I also to answer your question now about yeah. why did I go back to Singapore uh, I started getting more opportunities to come back to this 
part of the world, I guess, right. to perform. Right. And then uh, like a management uh, team, you know, right. they were doing it part-time, but they were like, they, they were relatively well-known. So I don't know if you guys know of the Great Spy experiment. So this was yes. like 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah, so when you asked me like, yeah. so 10 years ago, there were a lot Rings of like in, indie bands. Right, right, right. right? So, so they managed them as well. And they were one of the, the bands that kind of really pushed the envelope. And right. a lot of us today, like in the Singaporean scene, you know, we are standing on their shoulders. Yeah. Right. Um, so anyway, so they managed me. They were called the they were called Riot Records, and then they rebranded as House of Riot. And then after that, oh, uh, okay, yes, Got it. yeah, House of Riot. Ring Isabel. There yes. you go. Okay. And then they stopped doing that uh, because their day jobs were just like too intense. <laughs> but right. at the same time, uh, Universal Music came along and like, hey, we'll you know sign you and, and manage you. So one thing led to another. Uh, Boom. But yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's pretty brief. And of course, there are a lot of, uh, you know, roadblocks and red tape along yeah. the way. Yeah. But yeah, so far that's the, the journey from, you know, from Melbourne School to, to Singapore. To yeah. now like, coming back here. Singapore, Melbourne, Singapore. That's the Charlie history. Evolution of Charlie Lim. It's like the- uh, The early days. I feel like that's a superhero origin, right? Yeah. But I like I like what you, you said about like you know the doctor you know uh, who took in as intern. Yeah. Usually, like what a lot of our, like our picture of success is, is actually just someone's really bad working habits. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> like you know how we see him as like how maybe your intern self saw him as like oh my gosh you're a doctor right. and you're a musician at night that's successful but actually in his world it's like yeah sorry I have a really bad working habit my <laughs> my work life balance is horrible yeah, I don't know how he does it it's yeah crazy. and maybe that's really like I guess in the creative scene like our pictures of success is actually like just really bad work life balance on the other end of the fence <sighs> you know end of the fence it's a it's a lifestyle I think you can't yeah. you can't turn it off and uh, therefore you have to to accept it yeah you, know, you yeah. have to love it otherwise yeah I think if you if you want to be really good at what you do. No matter Focus, what it right? is, then you just have to submit, make it work somehow. Yeah. yeah, I think a lot of our friends in the, I think we are very, we're very grateful and very blessed to have a lot of friends from the creative world. Mm. You know, the corporate world is pretty, I mean, I'm not, not, not underplaying any of the commitments of the corporate world. Just saying you guys work really hard too. Uh, but I think the creative world, uh, more often than not, the friends in there, they are under definitely a bigger like crisis or dilemma because mm. you can't seem to let go of your day job because yeah. that stability. But then like the, you know, your soul is tormented by like, ah, oh, what is, and like, ah, oh, I need to, I need to work after work. And then finally you get to a point where, you know what, mm. I'm just going to leave my day job and we're going to go mm. all in. And I think that's where the magic happens. And usually like, you know, if it works, it's more of like just making yourself available yeah. and, and, yeah. and showing up where you're called to. And yeah. then one thing leads to another and boom, you're Charlie Lim. That's right. Charlie Lim. Before we dive deep into who he is as well in his mind. because I would say we literally just dive. We literally are help, waiting to the surface right help. now. I think we need some air right now. Okay. I've got some fans uh, on the line with their questions. Someone we called have? Matthew is asking, how long more will Charlie be doing music for? Oh. Is he ever going to get a corporate job in the future if he stops making music? What's the next destination? Oh, wow. Oh, dang. That's something that like, your parents will ask you. Yeah, actually, no, they've- <laughs> Hi, Dad. I think, I think like uh, after doing this with Solo, I think they've kind of like, yeah, okay, he'll la. be okay. At, at most, you know, he could teach. I, I don't know. Right, right, and I have, you know, I've, I've, you know, I've mm. done the whole rite of passage thing. I was teaching like mm. kindergarten and primary school oh, when, I was, when I was in Australia, just to pay the bills. Mm. Yeah, and a bit of teaching when I, when I came back as well. Mm. Um, but I don't know, that's, that's a question that like, I think I, I was very, 
I got very anxious about mm. like in the last maybe three to four years, especially like I'm 31 now. Mm. Um, but like Ooh. getting into my 30s was like crap. Like if I've if I'm not like sustaining myself doing music, then like maybe it's time to you know something else get a real job, right? Oh, but I think like you see that all these questions and all this self doubt and even like what does get a real job mean like. So it's still ingrained in yeah. my subconscious, and and all this time I've been thinking like what I'm doing is not uh, constructive, for lack of a better, uh, lack of a better word. Mm. And uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's like my last record. Uh, it's called Check Hook, um, mm. and a lot of that, uh, a lot of the themes around that that album revolve around this whole like. Uh, burning out yeah. from working in this like field, yeah. um, getting really upset at like myself mm. for like throwing everything in the kitchen sink into oh. a into a like a project and then like not getting what I expected right out of it. You know? Wow! So a lot of it's got to do with like you know overthinking too much about mm. you know a lot of these problems that we were talking about before. Mm. But then it's also like realizing that hang on, like how do I take control of of this, right. uh, sort of existential crisis, crisis and turn <laughs> well, it around? And, right. and check hook is, is actually a boxing move uh, mm. where you kind of pivot around a charging opponent. Um, yeah, so mm. for me, I I think my mental health right like was not in a good place. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, I know and a lot of Singaporeans who need to listen to this album right. and podcast. <laughs> Shout out, love you, I Singaporeans. Okay, so yeah, I, I think I think the the record itself, you know, just kind of a lot of my like, anxieties, right. you know, yeah. it's kind of uh, was kind of put into the making of this thing, and I channel a lot of that into it. Do, but do also you, getting out of it as well. Do you think that's kind of where, like, I know, um, so you're doing this um, recently as well. I think Narel released uh, a single as well. Mm. Um, I think it's called Tears, right? Uh, she's also getting uh, into the whole groove of being really real and true to where you are as an artist uh, and putting it into your music. Because I think we live in an era where uh, you always aim for what's relatable first. Right, you sing uh, what the crowd wants to hear from you first, and I think in Singapore, you guys are probably the subject to, I think, the highest level of criticism and like uh, demand, because whenever we visit Singapore and we watch the content that is being put out, um, they are very locked into a certain kind of content. Like it has to be this way. Sure. Uh, we like this kind of content, right? And I think the creators there definitely have a lot of strain on them because. Uh, the amount of expression uh, of your true self that you can you know, actually put out is like cut, mm. right? Uh, I think we we talked about that, that last time that we were over in Singapore as well and we were all in the in the room and just talking about like when we're going to put your next thing out. Uh, by when you're going to put your next thing out, I mean songs and nothing, no body parts involved. <laughs> uh, I'm just saying. Uh, but I think, uh, I think it's a very normal thing that if you are of a certain skill level, you definitely doubt yourself more. Uh, we did a podcast briefly talked about this thing called the imposter syndrome. Sure. You know, I mean, yeah, if yeah, you heard about definitely. that, right? Um, and it merely states that um, I think when you reach a certain level of skill, you start to question yourself and like, you know, I'm a fake because I know the real talented ones and how they're doing it yeah. and how I'm doing it is not, uh, I think, anywhere close to that from what I've just listened to. Uh, oh yeah, totally. It's uh, it's all about that, you know, and, and 
I'm like my harshest critic. critic. Yeah, but that's crazy because if we talk to any Singaporean artist, they all look up to your work. Legit. And I think you're like the Dr. Dre and everyone's still waiting for <laughs> detox and detox is not out. Right. And, <laughs> you know, and do you think that you're, you might be a bit too hard on your own uh, work sometimes? I'm trying to let go a bit. Like, <laughs> I yeah. think like, right. like I can't listen back to like a lot of my old stuff now. Right. But at the same time, like I, I know and I recognize that I put in everything, you know, right. for yeah. for those uh, songs, and um, mm. so it's a it's an album, and that's why it's it's called an album because you know it's a snapshot of that of period, that of, period time. of time, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, which kind of like draws um, a very good thread to the next question we've got from Danny. Um, Charlie, are you a perfectionist or are you OCD or very particular <laughs> when it comes all. to shows or music or <laughs> life in general? Because I, I I think based on uh, all conversations or what I know about you as well, when it comes to your work and the kind of craft that you're putting out, you are a perfectionist to a certain level. Mm. Uh, you expect, of course, I think you, you see certain things in your head that you want to see happen, but when it doesn't happen, you, you're definitely quite hard on yourself. I think so. Like yeah. Selective meticulousness yeah. is how I would put it. Uh, do, yeah. you, do you think there's a, I mean, we're talking about all of these problems. Like, have you found a working solution for other people who are facing that as well? Like, What, what, what yeah. would you say the fight would be? What's that balance between like knowing when a song is done? Right. On the mm. range. Uh, the, yeah. the, the cliche like quote is like, art is never finished. It's only abandoned. Oh. Yeah. Oh. So like it's deadlines, oh. I think. Guys. Yeah. Uh. All the creators in here are all crying right now. <laughs> What's like, the it, can, it can always be better, right? Yes. Right. Okay. The video can always be uh. more polished. It can always be scripted better. But it's like, I think, I think therefore, Sometimes having a office job or a corporate job with like real deadlines, you know, it Keeps it, it helps. Yeah. <laughs> I think like if I didn't have like these launch concerts yes. like planned by my team, I the album probably would not be out. Yeah. Still, I'll still be working probably on still, it yeah. for another <laughs> ten years. Yeah. So um yeah, I think I think deadlines are very handy. But they can also be really destructive when you have too many of them. Like just the past three weeks alone I've not slept because I've just been working on a bunch of projects oh like concurrently and trying to get everything to oh. a level that I can live with yeah. you know and like not even be like oh this is the best thing this is my you know because you're like giving birth all the time it's like every, every project that you right. do is like your baby but then when you start giving birth to like 10 kids at once you're like hey yeah, as yeah. long as you're healthy. There's <laughs> not enough nutrients yeah, in this yeah, breast yeah. milk for you yeah. anymore, man. Oh, exactly. Oh you know, so don't lactate enough. Oh, that's, that's, a, that's yeah. a poor illustration. I'm sorry, guys. Well, uh, <laughs> I'm just, yeah, I, I think like if I can live with it, you know, and, and I know if it passes certain uh, kind of parameters that yes. I want to hit, then I think it's okay. So I think you need to be able to define that for yourself yes. first, mm. I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys listening at home, remember that, man. I think there's there's, there's never a perfect time. There's never a perfect completion, right? Uh, let's switch it up with some fun questions. Charlie, everyone knows, <laughs> everyone knows, uh, everyone knows you're a big fan of K-pop, Charlie. Damn it. Ooh, oh, oh, Charlie. Fave. Yes. Charlie, Genre. tell us <laughs> right now, I what's your cover? I know nothing about Okay, well, well, funny you said that because uh, one of the questions from Matthew is, if you could collaborate with anyone alive or dead, who would your dream collaboration oh, artist be? I'm sure you've, you get you get asked this quite a bit actually. Does it change all time to time? Yes and no. I think the, the something about imposter syndrome as well. Yeah. Mm. It's like, I don't think I would like to collaborate with any of my heroes because I think I'll just go there and be like, 
Hi, uh, my hi, and, yeah, hi, hi, my name is my name Lim. Charles. I'm Ch- I'm Charlie, <laughs> and I make the music. <laughs> oh, no. I'll just feel like you know I I don't think I have anything to bring to the table. Mm. Um, so, You're joking, so when man. I took when I I took a step back and like kind of assessed like who are the musicians that I love and the music I'm listening to and what influences me the most. Yeah, I'm actually in a quite a good spot right now because I'm yeah. Like my last record, I, I uh, co-produced it with uh, two friends from Melbourne, and mm. I really like what they do. One of them, his name is Yo. He's actually Malay. Well, his family's from Malaysia, but he mm. moved to mm. Australia. Mm. Um, he makes amazing like electronic. Mm. Actually, he does everything, but like yeah. his his latest stuff is more electronic. Mm. Um, great producer, and the other guy is Simon Lam. Yeah, and his dad is also from Malaysia. Oh God, oh, this mm. Malaysian just blood. Love Malaysians, right? Talented mm. Malaysian blood, mm. <laughs> and um, but he's he's based in Melbourne as well. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so he's a great producer. So he worked on my last record. Mm. My band guys are all amazing yeah. musicians as well. And so they're also like your heroes. In yeah, and, and they really inspire me. Like, but if we had to drop some names for everyone <laughs> who has some no idea. High level names. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, we're, we're already working on something guys. Don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> China, Sorry, what? China, we're going to next I'm level. Not, I'm not oh. sure if I'm allowed to announce oh. this yet, but like, uh, I- Hey, careful. What's exclusive, going on? Okay. No. Ex- exclusive. Oh. Drops. You want to check with Madonna. Well, I, I don't know. I don't. No, this is not even to do with like my okay. label. Yeah, right. this is like my separate thing. So I don't know if you guys are familiar with this Taiwanese band called Elephant Gym. Yeah, they're like a math rock band. Yeah, they're like. Okay. Yeah, they're, they're touring like US and they just play at Camp Flogno, which is amazing. You know? Okay. Okay. And okay. Um, yeah, so I'm doing like a remix for them, which oh. is interesting because oh, they're an instrumental band. Yeah. But like, I've, I've taken like their parts and kind of made a song yes. out of right. it. Right. So that's one like collaboration I never thought would happen. Yeah. You know, but like, okay, that's that's cool. Um and then I'm actually You're talking to Bieber about something, right? Yeah. No, that's it. That's next on the cards. Okay. I wouldn't be surprised. And Pharrell. And Pharrell. Yeah. And with Chris, Chris Wu. <laughs> Inside joke guys. Okay, but like I, if you're asking me for like my heroes, then like mm. I think contemporary wise, like I think Annie Clark, who's mm. like Saint Vincent, mm. is really cool. Okay. Uh this obscure amazing artist. Kimbra? Kimbra, yes. Yeah. And Kimbra's like interesting one because like I name drop her sometimes. Like, yeah, I, I know Kimbra. Like yes. before she was like super famous, you mm. know, I stay in her house. Oh, kind of Charlie. House set for her and all that. <laughs> I, I do that sometimes. Okay. But like, okay. yeah, she actually, she's like an amazing producer. Yeah. I think mm. I'll love to work Where's with her. Where's she based now? New York, I think. Mm. Yeah. In Singapore at this moment, from the current pool of everyone, <gasps> uprising or not uprising, is there someone you would like to work with? Uh, yeah, quite a few actually. Oh, yeah. first one, top of the top here. I think Aisha. Oh, Aisha. oh okay. Got it. which funny to say, uh, you actually have, not really, you had a lot of artists as well. So, I mean, <laughs> interesting, Charlie talked about how he interned for a doctor who, 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 who was a doctor in the day, did yeah. music at night, did some like National Day Parade stuff. Mm. Charlie, did, Charlie was heavily involved with the Singaporean National Day Parade two years ago. Was it two years? It was. One year ago, last it was year, last, last year. year. Yeah, yeah. Um, sorry, it was the Sea Games two years ago. He also wrote a song for the Sea Games. Yeah, so so this music director guy, yeah. the one I interned for, yeah. and I was like really afraid of. Yeah, I ended up you know <laughs> still having a relationship with him, yeah. and he gave me those opportunities. My goodness, yeah, so you know, I'm not Singaporean, yeah, but I, was, I know that song. <laughs> Oh, word wow. for word. Is it, <laughs> because yeah. Charlie Lim sang it. I just want to ask, is it, is it really a big deal, the National Day Parade? Yes. Okay. 
So in Malaysia, we don't give two squats and a fart about our National Day Parade. You ask any Malaysian, hey, what do you guys do National Day? Our National Day Nothing. Parade is so optional <laughs> yeah. that they can cancel it if they don't feel yeah. like having and, and, it. And, and I love, I mean, say what you want about, you know, Singaporeans about their own National Day Parade, but I love the fact that they're so invested, right? And they're, there's a huge turnout. My only um, my only gripe about it was I didn't I wasn't happy that they didn't let you plug in your keyboard. They kind of just masking tape that on the yeah, it's battery powered. Battery powered. <laughs> yeah, right, right. I'm sure. No, but but just, but I I feel like it was so cool. Look up the model name for it. Yeah. <laughs> for, for all the Charlie, all, all the Charlie Lim fans out there, right? When 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 I heard that he was gonna write this, and then when I heard when I saw the video and I heard the music, I was like, whoa. I wish my country had cool songs oh, like that, you know? Man. Um, Look, man, like like the, <laughs> the NDP thing is like a hit and miss. Like I think last, the year before that, I don't think it was very well received amongst like mm. younger people. Mm. So yeah, so when it was like my year, they were like, hey, wanna, <laughs> wanna write try and revive this <laughs> yeah. shit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so yeah, I was given the opportunity and- um, yeah. Right, yeah, right. I'm glad it went well. And yeah. there was no like censorship or anything, which is great. Yeah. Like, got, I just like wrote a demo at night. Um, you know, I think it was like three or 4 a.m. and just like finished it. Magic I was hours. like, look, just Use this, this is how I feel. And uh, you, you guys just you take it or leave not. it. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and it just went all the way through the <laughs> Okay, committee. Charlie, we do it. <laughs> so it, it worked out. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. I uh, It's it's Singapore's patriotic song, but I listen to it sometimes. That's be crazy. I'm all right, guys. Looking for ways we can spice up our national anthem. We can't. We probably would try We need to jail. buy Charlie Lim's citizenship and then we'll be like, let's well, write think, it again. I think my verse, like, basically it was an old song, but they wanted yes. to refresh like the earlier part. Right. Bit, which is a bit more like, I think it's not really relevant. It's a bit too like propagandish. Oh, dang. So when I put, Straight I think when I replaced that, yeah. like, I think it's, I found it like, I may have wrote it from a more personal point of view. And it's about like, you know, just, mm. I think it's it's important to be proactive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and being the change you want to see. Mm. Yeah. Michael so, Jackson. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, pretty much. And um, I like that. I think that's something that's seriously lacking. I in think, our generation mm, in days. your, I think, that, I think it's, it's so cool for something like that, something that was like a commission sort of like government country project, right? You you think about stuff like that and you put it in your music, yeah. which is, I feel like, which is who you are as a person, right? Um, you ask anybody who listens to Charlie Lim, like all of them have, uh, they all say the same thing. Like, why why do you like him? Because it's, he sings from the heart, right? Mm. And um, I don't know if you guys were at Urban Skates, but if you've ever attended a Charlie Lim performance, um, there's something about him when he takes the stage. He doesn't run around like freaking Michael Jackson. He doesn't do the moonwalk. <laughs> I mean, he's practiced. He's, he's tried. He's <laughs> tried. Michael Jackson can't run anymore. Okay. He's yeah. checked out for, uh, for life. Okay. Um, but no, but back to Charlie, like at Urban Scapes, everyone had this quick conversation we had before he went on the stage. Charlie was like, Mink, I don't have a backing track. I don't have a band. I'm like, yeah, you don't. So the context is this is a like a hip hop yes like lineup complete hip hop lineup correct, correct. and like everyone had DJs everyone had the DJ everyone and had a, a sweet, lot of bass track, and subwoofers yeah. yes yes and 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 Charlie Lim just kind of like sliced up the night with uh sweet he, he just tracks. went on stage with one guitar and the <clears> keyboard and he sang and but the audience I think maybe the best the best thing about it was no one expected that mm. right because like you said yeah but it could have gone both ways it was hip hop night then <laughs> so like I. I was joking that like, you know, I felt like Drake yeah. at the Camp Flognor concert because everyone was expecting like Frank Ocean. Um, yeah, but like, I think it worked because I, I mean, without over patronizing, I think like Malaysian audiences are really like welcoming and 
like open minded. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I would like so, to think so it was Two times really cool. Yeah. Oh, I'm not sure about now. Yeah. And <laughs> no, no, no. Like it's it's man, it's hard back yeah. home, man. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we're preaching to the choir, man. We yeah. know. Oh um, man. So yeah, just just like. I think half the battle was already won when you go up there and people are actually listening to you. You yeah. know, so yeah. I was really grateful. And then, yeah, you feed off that energy. Yeah. So I think yeah, you know, cause, it was, cause it was like a fun a, show. Like the, the feedback that night, like we were just asking people, like, what do you feel about it? And everyone's like, dude, this guy pulled my heartstrings, man. And uh, like, it's apparently it's what you do, Charlie. Do you have so there's a branding? The Charlie Lim branding is that he's a mysterious boy. <laughs> Very emotional, <laughs> sentimental. Um, and because Charlie, you know you. You, you talk so much, Charlie. You talk so much. And you know, sometimes he's just like, this guy just needs to shut up. You know? And then you're just I'll such you, an extrovert. I'll tell you right now. Um, dude, I mean, to everyone listening, I'll be, be like, oh yeah, it's just another podcast featuring Charlie Lim. All of Charlie's friends will be like, he did a podcast? Yeah, yeah. That's Charlie right here. <laughs> he um, and you know, since you're such an extrovert, Charlie, like, really talk to us about how that duality plays out for you in your favor. To be oh, fair, I do, I do like the ramble for sure. Yeah. But it's like, just have to ramble with the right people, I yes, suppose. You know? I think so. Mm-mm. Yeah. Mm-mm. Thanks for reminding me for this because I feel like I'm quite comfortable sharing. Yeah. You, you guys might you. not see it through the podcast, but we're all not wearing pants. Oh, okay. That was Charlie's requirement. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's getting real yeah. sweaty under the table. Okay, just, we're going to um, jump to another but... question. We're going to jump to another question. <laughs> right, just um, sucks. So, a big fan, his name is Jeffrey. He writes, Charlie mentioned uh, in the past that time and space was way harder to record to write compared to Czech Hope. Mm. Which song took the longest to write and finish and why? So for everyone who doesn't know, Time and Space is his dual, is that a dual EP, dual album? Yeah, it's a, it's a dual EP. Yes. Yeah. And, and that came out in 2000 and I want to say- Five? Five to two. 2005, Five. yes. Time and Space? Yeah, yeah, 2005. Dang. It's been a while. Oh, no. dang. <laughs> that came out 2016, dude. The double EP? 15. 15. Yeah, yeah. We say five? I was saying five. Okay. So your fan was like 2005. I was like, Charlie, I don't think you wrote that in five, man. Really long ago. Time is relative, guys. It's okay. No, let's talk about that. So like, Check Hook came out last year. Yes. And then Time and Space, a year and a half, two years before that. What was, you've actually talked about this. I mean, you've talked about how it was a departure from your comfort style which was like music, uh, instruments and band and stuff. And then Chaco was such like electronic. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but from from even both, like what was what was the hardest track that- Bitter took the longest to write. Um, not that I was working on it every day, right? Yeah. But like the, from, you know, the conception of mm. like the, the first idea, yeah. like on the, you know, the guitar riff yes. and a few like melodic ideas, um, you know, that started three years ago from like the, yeah, it took three years to, to complete that. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Um, <sighs> He's not joking when he said- oh, Good things take time. Good things Guys, take time. Every, wow, Bitter is- <sighs> it's the, it's the, arrange, it's the arrangement that was so like, yeah, involved. Um, mm-hmm. that, that's why it took so long and mixing it as well was tricky. Mm. Okay. Oh, um, and, and, and being a, uh, I mean, because you're someone who plays the instruments as well, you're not just a plug and play kind of guy, um, which, you know, you've, you, do you f- see yourself dancing on stage to a track one day? <laughs> no, I don't, think I, I, you I, might I don't think I have the swag to pull it off. <laughs> Hard to say. I think it's only apt to ask you this question because I think you definitely come from the line of creators who take time to, to produce a piece of 
well, the word nowadays is content. Yeah. Uh, a song is a piece of content. Nowadays, um, I think a lot of things on social media, a lot of the way these platforms are set up, everything kind of plays into the consistency algorithm, right? So the more you put out there, the more you're hurt, uh, and the more chances you have of growing a career on these platforms. But that, but it's pretty counterproductive in some ways, um, especially if you're a creative who literally needs to craft a product that takes time. I think we felt the blunt of it. Like people, people don't really understand that uh, a short film or a short story can't come out once every two weeks because I think in the pursuit of, um, I would say, uh, increasing or honing your skills, it takes even more time to make a piece of work. Yeah. Compared like when you start out, you flip out a camera or a guitar and you put a microphone, sure. that's it, right? Yeah. But pretty soon, you're not going to be content with just that. You got to, maybe going to put a keyboard in, then I'm going to put some MIDI tracks in. And sure. uh, for us, it's more like, oh, you know, since you guys want better quality, we've got to change our cameras, you've got to buy more lenses, we've got to put lights. Yeah. But what happens is the process of making that content gets more complicated and more complicated, but the demand stays the same. We want something new every week, every month, and so on and so forth. I think what what would your thoughts be? Um, with this whole new boom of, I would say, artists, right? They never write albums anymore. They write singles just to keep up with that demand, right? And, and what you have is a very new breed of artists who don't know how to make an album because all the singles sound well, independent in a way. And if you appreciate the art of having an album, it's like a it's like a nine course meal, right? Or a 12 course meal where each song kind of flows into the next. Um, what do you think about consistent content in the pursuit of, I guess, someone like yourself writing music and can you imagine having to put out one song every two weeks or every a month? month? Oh my gosh, it'll be, it'll be so bad. <laughs> like just the quality of it would be terrible. <laughs> oh my gosh. I think like, there's there's no right or wrong answer to it. Like it's just the nature of the industry. Mm. It's kind of evolved too. I think the demand for not just like consistent and constant mm. content, but also free content. Right, like right. like that has definitely damaged like the industry. But also it's also like because there's so much supply as well, right? right? And then how do you cut through all that noise? Mm. I don't have the answer to it and I struggle with it as well. But I think like if you're aware of what kind of product you are growing, mm. like what are you, yeah, what are you sowing? Like are you growing corn or yeah. are you growing like oak? You right. Know? So I, I like this analogy a lot. Um, so, you know, when you're harvesting, harvesting like maize or corn, like yeah. it's very quick, it grows very quickly. Right. And um, if you're harvesting like, you know, an oak tree, it takes a long time to grow, right? Yeah. Right. So that's the album equivalent, I suppose. Yeah. Or like even, yeah, just, you could do both concurrently if you have enough support, yes. right? And you try and, you try and, you know, supplement right. people with in, like DLC. If in, yeah, if in some way, <laughs> right? your farm can grow both corn and oak next to each other. Right, yeah. sure. <laughs> what? Yeah, that's, a, that's like, a farm, yeah. But I think like, mm. A lot of it's like edu probably educating audiences as well, and, and mm. people just have to recognize and differentiate between the right. two. The problem is like platforms these days are so we're so homogenized now. Everything is dictated by the same metric, right? So it's like you put one video against the other. Clearly, mm. one 
a lot more thought and depth has been put into right. one clip compared to the other right. like listicle or whatever it is. Right. Nothing wrong with listicles or like, you know. Right. But but in terms of how they are being judged and how they go viral, yeah. and then if that's the metric of success, mm. then yeah. like people who want to make who who pour themselves into making something that is beautiful and you and, get discouraged, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. So I, I don't really have an answer to it. I just mm. hope that the perception and the metrics and the you know, mm. just the, the mindset of creators as well can change and adapt accordingly. Right. And also go like, I mean, we have to go, let's not peg all our self-worth mm. on how many, you know, 100,000 views or whatever yeah. right. this has. Right. And uh, just keep like going as long as like you can sustain it. Yeah. I think mm. that's already a blessing and a privilege. So yeah. let's just yeah. keep making stuff and hopefully, yeah. you know, if for me, it's like, I have to always remember when I first started out, and like all I wanted to do was just play at a cafe or a, you know a backpackers pub and if I can play to like you know five people in the room and if they are moved mm. and if they you know if my music means something to them when they're listening to it yeah you're happy then I've done my job yeah yeah the hard part is like okay then what's next what's Correct. next because yeah. you know it's not like we can retire now right mm. so I think that's tricky for for us where time is so compressed and yeah we have to keep delivering and, and that's why you yeah. know, creators burn out. Yeah. yeah. Which I, I feel like is a, is a good kind of place to land on mm. as we draw, bring the podcast to the close. Mm. What's next for Charlie Lim? Um, oh. So I think just now you mentioned the checkbook was a lot of things. A lot, a lot yeah. of it was like uh, your inner struggles and battles put into sure. music, right? Um, is, is the next album about how you've resolved those issues? Or? I, th- I think checkbook <laughs> kind of resolves it by the end of, of the record. Mm. Um, mm. I am actually going to put out like uh, a compilation of remixes. So I'm, I'm working, <laughs> I'm working with a, a bunch of uh, DJs and producers, uh, not just from this region, but also uh, from Japan and, mm-hmm. and Australia mm-hmm. and Philippines as well. So yeah, yeah that's going to be a, a fun little kind of community thing. Yeah, I'm also going to put out some like live stuff that we have done, and I think like I haven't really featured my live band who all they're all really amazing musicians. Mothership, help me. So help yeah, me. I'm gonna gonna put that out. Along with a couple of uh, new singles. Oh! So when can we expect this, Charlie? I think. Are you Christmas man? You're hearing it here first, guys. We yeah. claim it. Uh, yeah. That's right. When uh, when when can we expect yeah, this, ho- Charlie? Hopefully, well, the ro- we're gonna roll roll stuff out like before Christmas and then in, into like early New Year. Have you ever considered doing a Christmas album, Charlie? I feel like you'd be perfect for it. I, just, I don't yeah. think I'll have anything. Much to add. Think yeah, about I'm it pretty sure like, Michael Bublé said the same thing. No, no like because Michael <laughs> Bublé, Michael Bublé, Mariah Carey, they're covering all the happy bases, right? But then you have, you need some sad songs in Christmas. Like when I was yeah, in England, right? right. And, and, and I lived alone and it was Christmas and I saw everyone having family and I didn't have family. I needed a sad song to kind of make me make me cry heavily in front of the, in the mirror. <laughs> yeah, you can't listen to I'll Be Home for Christmas. Nah. You're freaking wrecked. You, yeah, you throw so your, I, you, I feel like you, you could. You know? yeah, I think, well, I guess, you know, hey. you listen to a song, it's kind of like your friend, right? You're listening to how you feel. Guys, yeah. 2020, Charlie Lim, Christmas album. That's right. It's going to happen, guys. Only yeah. if you guys play on it. We you will. I'm on. I'm going to fly out Singapore for this. I don't know what and you want to rap on it. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. If you say it's so. It's about pants. 2020. <laughs> you got it, Charlie. But okay, what, Jingle what, what else? <laughs> Next year, is there anything major happening that we can be excited about, about Charlie Lim? I'm, I'm kind of preparing all this like work because I'm... Uh, leaving for London for like six months just to what? go. What? Yeah, I just need I need a break from all this and just kind of oh, need nice. to while working on new stuff. Yes. So, of course. 
I, I think it's uh, it's Fish been overdue. Chips. Yep. And then when I come back, hopefully I have more. It's like a hard reset, right? Yeah, man. Governor. I think we all need. What the heck? That every now and then. <laughs> Governor. Showing out my London stuff. That's <laughs> disgusting, dude. So you're gonna be there for six months. Yeah, at working least on new like, stuff. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Well, I guess just in time because. Christmas is only in December. <laughs> and realistically, I only need two days to write something with you. Technically, so. you just need two Christmas songs. Think about it. Michael Bublé and Mariah Carey have been covering that for um, too long. Yeah. For far too so long. So market you should just destroy, man. Like, seriously, someone has to write a carol just entitled I've Come to Slay. Oh, literally. Charlie is you, man. Oh. R&B Christmas rap carol. Go. Charlie Lynn 2020. Yeah. Young Raja and uh, Java on that one as well. <laughs> oh <my laughs> it's going to be crazy, dude. Uh, but what are you looking forward to? So you you recently got married. Uh, yeah, not very recent. In March. Yeah, in March. Congrats. Yeah. Congrats, Charlie. Um, and and you then, as well. Hey, thanks. Yeah. What, what, <laughs> what, what are you looking forward to as a musician, as a husband, as a individual? Mm. 2020 is going to be a big year, Charlie. Oh, man. Oh, man. I don't know. I just, I think I, I just want to stay balanced. Um, I know like everything's always going to be chaotic. I just don't want to lose my cool mm. and just stay focused and balanced and like try to, to stay healthy, I guess. And wow. it's, it's yes. so unromantic and it's so like, it's so necessary. I mean, Although, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's so necessary, it's necessary but, yeah. it, but we don't, we don't romanticize this we in the media. Yeah, there's nothing glamorous about being healthy. About exactly. being alive, just right? Saying, right? Yeah. Just yeah, yeah. drinking water. <laughs> yeah, Who needs hydrated. water? Yeah. But I think that that's really important. Yeah. yeah. Especially as a creator, I mean, like yes. this is your life. And, I love that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, maybe maybe that's the perfect place to kind of end this podcast for everyone who's struggling with where you are and who you are right now, what's next for you. Mm. Just do what Charlie does. Stay hydrated. And man. go to London for six months. <laughs> um, there's, there's, <laughs> there's, 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 there's definitely nothing fancy about the idea of balancing or yeah. keeping it or, or being or surviving, right? Like everyone yes. wants to jump into the next greatest thing of their lives. But sometimes mm. being where you are is the next greatest thing. And I think sometimes we sometimes, take that for granted a lot. Being alive is the next greatest yeah. thing. Yeah. Especially yeah. when you're you know, married and got a, got a wife and kid to live for. Mm. That's a great thing. Yeah. Even though you don't write music. Yeah. 2020. Hey, 2020, man. 2020. It's time oh to hang God. out the cape. Yeah. Oh no, what? No, oh, Charlie, no. Just say that. Oh no. Everyone, thank you so much for listening into this podcast. We love yeah. having Charlie Lim. If you guys want more tabletop podcasts, we're on Spotify and Apple Music. You can watch the YouTube video for the visuals. And please do yourself a favor. Your mom, your auntie, <laughs> all your family, okay. please sit down as a unit and listen to all of Charlie's tracks. You will come out a different person. You'll thank us for it later. But for, um, for real. But for real, just shut up and listen to Charlie yeah. Lim. Charlie, do you have any last words for your fans and friends and uh, your maybe one estranged aunt watching this? Yeah, hi, auntie. Uh, oh, thanks for listening. I mean, I think I'm quite new to like, you know, the Malaysian crowd. Callings? So I hope to come back you very need to. soon. Yeah. Oh my goodness. We want to come back and, and yes. play a show in KL and bring the band. So yes. That'll be really Christmas cool. Christmas 2020. 2020, dude. Let, I promise you yeah, next year we'll, we'll, make some, we'll make something work. Yeah. yeah. It's going to happen, guys. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great week. Stay hydrated. Mm -hmm. We love you guys. Take care. Thanks for having me. Mm. Bye.